Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Yeah, number one, Al, I had no idea. You've been slow playing this all season long. Like, yeah, I don't really watch college hoop. And here we are halfway into the, the Elite Eight and you're number one. I, I've been holding out. Dickie V, Jay Billis, <laughs> Alan Sliwa. Who yes. else is on that list of Bill college Raftery. basketball yeah, Clark uh, experts? Yes. All Can of I those tell guys. you something? Can I tell you something? So yesterday, obviously the games are going on, and I just know that I picked Kansas to win it all. Okay. And I know other people, obviously a lot of people had taken Gonzaga. Some people had Arizona. I think more primarily in the Final Four. So I'm rooting for these teams to lose as if I have so much skin in the game. And, Trav, just like our football picks that we used to do, uh, right. there's nothing to win. Absolutely no. nothing to well, win. Well, there's bragging rights. That's something, right? I'll take some of the bragging rights. That's why, you know, this morning we were doing our, our little two-minute hit that we're talking about. And yeah. I kept saying, I'm like, yeah, college basketball expert. I don't think you knew what I was talking about. So I'm like, you I know no what, I'm not even going to mention him. I, I had no idea. I did not know that you were number one. That's what makes I, it better. I, it makes it better because you genuinely were like, I don't know what he's talking about. So I'm like, all right, perfect. I'll just I'll roll with it. So, But before you hopped on the Zoom, I was talking with Emily, and I was looking at some odds. And Houston apparently is now the, the betting favorite. They're the, they're the favorite heading into this portion of the tournament. Um, and I looked at, I'm like, oh, no, this is old because Kansas is out. And she's like, no, Kansas is in, Trap. So that's how closely I've been paying attention to this. So I have a lot of deep takes on Listen the, uh, the NCAA tournament. If Kansas you told me, out. did you know if that? You told me Kansas was out. <laughs> Who was it? Who'd Villanova play yesterday? Michigan. I have no idea. Michigan. Okay, Michigan. And I was looking, and I'm like, okay, hey, Villanova. I, in my head, I was like, is this game? Was this last Sunday, or was this like? Did they play yesterday? I'm with you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. Rematch of 2017 I, national championship, guys. Come on. Yeah, sure. That's Who doesn't right. remember that when the uh, one guy made the shot over the other guy? No, you awesome. know who's on that team? I think I could be completely wrong. I think Josh Hart. Ramil Robinson. Was Hart was Hart on Vill- Villanova? I think yeah, he, he was. Josh Hart did go to Villanova. I was yeah. thinking. Uh, was it um, Danny Ferry? I think he went to Duke. I, I don't know. I don't know. That was one year See, earlier. That I was one year earlier. This is going to be like your pickums in NFL where you're doing really well, close to the end, and then you gotta get you get beat out by somebody. Well, so here's the thing. Don't I get don't too know. cocky. We're getting here's close. The here's the thing. The NFL pickums. I don't even really know what we did because the regular season ended, and then we just postseason. Everybody came in it, and I probably scored two points the rest of the way. <laughs> So it did not go very well. The po- the postseason did not work. I had the postseason wrapped up after Wild Card Weekend. It was basically <laughs> over after Wild Card Weekend. But that so I I, I think I've cracked. You the had more. We had more points in three playoff games than you did the 17, 18 weeks before. Right. Yeah. No. Look, I I can tell you the NFL season doesn't start until September. I can already tell you how our pickums are going to go. I'm going to win the first. I'll win three of the first five weeks. And then I won't win again the rest of the season. And then the playoffs will start, and I'll get hot again. That's just the, the way that this goes. I think I have figured out, uh, or at least a good portion of why the tournament, um, maybe I'm not as plugged in as I used to be. Mm-hmm. I was watching the Duke. Because um, the referees suck. Te- well, that's not, well, the play is not great either. Duke-Texas Tech yeah, last night. I'm watching that good. game. Yep. Uh, no, actually, it was the Arizona game. It was Arizona against uh, Houston. 
And they said during the telecast last night, the broadcasters, the guy calling the game, that a team from the West Coast hasn't won the national championship since 1997. That might have something to do with it. When you know that all the teams around here, and by the way, Arizona is a really prestigious program. UCLA is a really prestigious program. Gonzaga seems to be the number one team in the country every year at some point. Oregon has had, uh, had good moments. Yeah, yeah Oregon no, went to the crazy. Final Four a couple of years ago, I want to say. Mm-hmm. 1997 was the last time a, a Western team won the national championship. No wonder we don't pay attention. It's not good if the last time a West Coast team won, Mike Bibby was on that squad. <laughs> Shout out Mike Bibby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not good. Taylor's, on, Taylor's like, what? We're talking Mike Bibby? When do we talk about Bobby Jackson? Well, when does that come up? Mike Bibby and, you know, the Kings. Wasn't that the last time they made the playoffs, too? Was that Mike Bibby or would we say he Brad Miller? He was on Miller? the team, yeah. Yeah, okay, six. so there is some connections there of a drought that, that dates back to Arizona. Yeah. Bro, it's not good that the last time a West Coast team won was when Jason Terry was on Arizona. <laughs> 1997. I was a freshman in high school. Yeah, it's it's been a minute. I, by, by the way, this is just kind of the kind of bums me out when you put it. You were a freshman. I was at that 1997 Final Four covering it. I was working. So I think That's awesome. One of those That's moments awesome. that makes that can me make feel, you feel a, a lot worse. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't want to talk about you. You you always make me feel bad when we talk about but ages. That's I think a different thing. We are burying the lead, guys. It's National Peacock Day. By the way, how is that? Is that really? That's a. So let me put the pieces together here real yeah. quick. Do they play tonight? They play today. I don't know if it's tonight. Or today. It might be this afternoon. I don't know exactly when. And they, they play off, on but... National Peacock Day, and there's a day Fortuitous. dedicated to peacocks. There's well, there's a day d- dedicated to everything. If we've discovered nothing through our national, there's like National Ham Sandwich Day. <laughs> there, there's there's a national day for everything along the way, but today National is BLT the Day without tomatoes day. Would you like me to do the entire show in my peacock voice? Is that is that something that you would enjoy at this point? Yes. <laughs> you caught me. I literally was not ready to do it I because I was I ready for you to do your I peacock know. deal. And nope. Now you caught yes. me flat-footed. I know. I'm I ready for it, now. and I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to need about 11 more cups of coffee. I, I will I will get to work on it. At some point today, I uh, I will do my peacock impression for you because I know that you, you deeply, deeply enjoy it. That's got – by the way. Are you, yeah. are you a superstitious person at all? Do you believe in any of those, like, you know, signs from the universe that are telling it's you? It's the only thing I believe in. Only, th- only thing I believe in is if you you got coming for you got something coming for you if you're doing wrong, if you're doing people wrong, and you got some good coming your way, just karma. I think karma. I believe in more yeah. Yeah. than, you oh, my gosh, today's. Because if today um, St. Peter's lost by 18, I wouldn't be surprised. Right, like it's National Peacock Day. Everybody's gonna be like, "Oh, they're supposed to win. It's gotta happen. It's their day." If they lost by eighteen, I don't think I'd be shocked or surprised. I, I you know what? I, I had a moment just now. I had a moment where I'm starting, got a little bit of pride. I'm not gonna lie. I, I feel a little bit of a sense of ownership that I've kind of dragged you to the let's root against these guys side. <laughs> I feel like I've accomplished something. You're a very optimistic, positive man. You are you are not all the time. Not all the time. Not all the time. But your your default setting is you believe that people are good. You believe that people will do the and it's the right way to be. By the way, I wish I was more like that. I wish I had more faith in humanity. I assume everyone's out to get me. That's just kind of my default setting. So, but that now when you see hey, the trap, good go, morning. What the hell is that supposed? <laughs> what do you mean, to mean by that? What do you mean by? Shut up. What's your <laughs> angle? Why is it? What's good? your angle, bro? <laughs> 
Well, I don't think it's that good. I, why do you think it's good? Were you trying to set me up for something? But when I saw National Peacock Day today, I'm like, oh, they're dead. They're going to lose. <laughs> yeah, of course they are. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. It's one of those deals like, oh, hey, today's our day. It's National Peacock Day. First of all, they're really over their skis to begin with. That as a 15 seed, they're into the Sweet 16 is extraordinary. And congratulations to them. But they were a 15 seed for a reason. Right? We have They're... just become haters, like <laughs> no. just openly I... haters. No, I'm with you on this. You know what? Yes. Purdue, I'm I'm all Purdue tonight. I'm for Go Purdue. Boilermakers. I mean, I want the underdogs like Duke. I don't. I'm not looking for a team like St. Peter's to move any further. <laughs> I want the ones nobody's talking about, like Duke University. Yes. No, they're a little small school. I believe it's uh, in upstate New York. I haven't really, uh, you know, we'll see. They just started their basketball program two years ago. Uh, they got this up-and-coming new coach that's very exciting. But, no, the Peacocks are – they that it was it should have been National, I don't know, Hot Fudge Day or something. Then they'd, they'd have yeah. a chance. The second it was Peacock Day, they were uh, they were cooked along the way. 4 o'clock. Right. 4 o'clock is that game. There you By go. the way, and if you want me to get – demolished in the bracket, which I have a feeling Emily kind of wants me to lose because she kind of gave a little – she had a little edge to what she's like, hey, you're going to collapse in this one. I'm just mad for I Providence. Vote for Providence – or vote. Uh, root for Providence over Kansas. If Kansas loses, then I'm, I'm, I'm going to be – Is Rick Pitino up. still the coach of Providence? Is he still there? Correct. Okay, Correct. good. I knew, see, I know more than I thought I knew. I know more than I thought I knew. All right, um, I have a theory about something that happened last night that – it's a little bit of conspiracy trap uh, coming Ed out Cooley. along the way. Ed Cooley is the head coach for Providence, just adds up. Just throw that out there. No, no, it's Rick Pitino. I saw him there a few years ago. They're pretty good. And I, he's, he's a young and up-and-coming guy out of um, wherever Rick Pitino went. Did he go to Kentucky? He was the coach at Kentucky? I don't know. It's It's been a long time since I've followed this stuff. But I have a very, very viable conspiracy theory that I want to lay on you and tell me if I'm on to something. Okay. That's coming up next. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. It's Travis Lee. 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. Listening to that Home Depot music. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's something about that. There, there's something about this. Speaking of the universe deciding that it's time for you to have a, a bad couple of days, I went to get a cup of coffee during the break. Uh, I look out my window. My it, my backyard has an inch of water standing on it. I, this, is, this is great. I don't know what I did to the water gods to make sure that every pipe in my house breaks, but that's what's going on right now. I'm pretty, pretty thrilled with this latest development. What what did I do? Who did I bother that they would sabotage my plumbing system? Well, let, let me let me help out here because I think this is kind of more of my field, to be honest with you. <laughs> so, <laughs> first thing is, I started when you were taught when you were talking googling different kind of pipes. <laughs> 
because I thought I was going to use some good terminology. Uh-huh. And different kinds of pipes for smoking weed came up. Different kinds <laughs> of plumbing pipes came up. Different kinds of smoking pipes came up. There's a lot of different pipes that Google is not sure yet which angle that I'm going with. So let me now go to plumbing pipes. Well, I might need the first type of pipe just to get the edge off before I sure. figure out exactly what's going sure. on because that, uh, that that may be a more useful pipe for me. I, I know well, how to use that one better than the other ones. Here's the thing. I don't know if that's going to be a solution because I don't know where you are in that stage of your life. Ugh. But usually if something like that happens, you need things to be calm, cool, and collective. I don't know if – that's going to help you or you're going to freak out a little bit more. A couple questions that I have. Yes. Is it a PVC pipe that it you're dealing like with it. or it's I a copper it pipe? It, I believe it's PVC, yes. Okay. Um, and you're sure it's not a cast iron pipe, right? I am fairly sure it's not a cast iron pipe, yes. Okay. That's all I got. <laughs> well, all right. I'm going to get I to work. Now that, now that you've else. isolated the problem. I'm going to get to work. This is, I don't know, like, is there, remember, what were we talking about? The patron saint of this, that? Is there a patron saint of plumbing? Because I need to start throwing some yes. prayers up to that guy. It's, mm-hmm. it's uh, or maybe it's a woman. I don't know. Maybe the uh, plumbing saint, saint Depot. is. <laughs> saint, saint Arthur Depot. Blank. It's yes. <laughs> exactly what it is. All right. It's time for some Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Um, Coach K won last night. And I, I there, there was really interesting because you had two basketball games going on simultaneously. You had the Duke game on one channel. You had the Arizona game on the other channel. The Arizona game was a very good reminder of why I didn't really pay super close attention to basketball over the last several years in the college game. It was, it was awful. Product's it pretty was, bad. It was yeah. a terrible, terrible game. It was really difficult to watch. On the other channel was Duke. They basically didn't miss a shot in the second half. They were lights out. They were absolutely. By the way, UCLA terrific. has a little bit of that. They got like real scores, guys. That hey, give me the ball, go get a bucket. Yep. Basketball actually looks pretty good. You're talking about the Arizona game last week when I was watching the San Diego State game. The last ten minutes, I, I don't see. I don't think San Diego State scored. I don't <laughs> think they. I don't think they had a guy that knew how to put the ball in the hoop, which is really good for basketball, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's very fun when the ball never goes in. It's, sure, it's what makes it exciting. So anyway. This has what I'm about to say has nothing to do with Duke last night because Duke played brilliantly. They mm-hmm. really did. I I want to say, and Emily, you probably have, might have the number in front of you. They made like they didn't miss a shot from the field in like the last five minutes of the game. They literally made them all. It was extraordinary. They shot over seventy percent for the second half. They they were lights out. Good for them. But. Did you see the video that's kind of circulating through the internet of Coach K and one of the officials kind of yucking it up, just kind of giggling with each other? Did you see that? I didn't see it. I heard you guys talking about it this morning. Okay, so they're just kind of having a moment, and they're just, hey, buddy, how you doing? One one of these kind of deals. And it thought just goes to Coach K's final season. He just won his 100th tournament game last night. He's going to walk off into the sunset. This is, at the end of the day, a television product. Right, yep. CBS has spent billions of dollars to throw this thing on TV. Mm-hmm. North Carolina is a potential Final Four opponent of theirs, who beat Coach K in his final game at Cameron Indoor a couple of weeks ago. Taylor, can you turn that up a little bit? It's my jam. I'm just saying that this all is kind of leading me to believe that maybe CBS, maybe the NCAA, mm-hmm. has a little bit of a vested interest in seeing. Plucky upstart Mike Shashevsky. You know to what the bothers me about season. you? The fact that you are trying to make 
some kind of claim like the NCAA is shady. <laughs> right, right. Are you kidding me? Well, to be fair. Wait, wait, no, no, no. <laughs> Give me a second here, because if you're trying to make some type, yeah, <laughs> if you're going to try to make some type of point that the NCAA or some of these programs out there don't follow the rules for their best interests, okay, please, no, Trap, this is disgusting. <laughs> I'm sorry to have offended you at a genetic level. Um, I think it's more of a TV thing than an NCAA thing. Think about it, Coach K. What, what has he been at Duke? Forty plus years, multiple national championships. He's, he's walking in the, that you don't think that they wouldn't love to have him in the final four, have him in the final two, have him be the national championship. That might not pull a few more eyeballs in. The, and I'm not saying they fix it. I'm not saying anything other than maybe there's some secret communique that goes out to, hey, listen, in basketball, there's a bunch of things that are 50-50, right? 50-50, charge block. Right, uh, let him play or blow the whistle, kind of thing. Go ask Chet Holmgren about that. They blew the whistle on him every time last night. But you can you can really kind of control these games if you want. So if there are ten fifty fifty calls, eh, maybe eight of them go Duke's way. I'm just saying, just throwing it out there. It's not totally out of the realm of possibility. I got a more important question, Taylor. The music that you did have on, what was that? Because I'm trying to understand. I've heard that. Yeah, before. I felt like it fit in. But I didn't know why that came to his head, like, hey, this is the proper music to play in this situation. If it works, it works, right? But what is it? What was it? Have you? Uh, are you familiar with Coast to Coast? Art no. Bell, baby. Art Bell was, and then it was George Norrie. Okay. And if, have I, but why did it feel perfect? Like, it was like, yeah, yeah, so that's supposed to be here, right there. Here's why. And I, I, I can tell that you don't know the show. I'm a Dodger fan, right? Uh, long before every Dodger game was on television, the I would listen to a lot of Dodger games on the radio. And you would have the Dodger game on the radio, and after the Dodger game would end, there would be Dodger talk. And then immediately mm. following Dodger talk would be Coast to Coast. And it's a show that deals in nothing but conspiracy theories. Oh, and, it's just perfect. And, and aliens a perfect and remote oh, viewing and all of these things and Bigfoots. And I saw Bigfoot. Wonderful I was things. in Sequoia three years ago. Sam, so you looked know. at me. Taylor you shook gets hands. It. Taylor, were you a Coast to Coast guy? You look, you, you, maybe. You can mean you look. <laughs> I'm just a radio guy, so I, I I would listen every now and again, you know. Just a guy would shoot a Bigfoot in his exactly. field, but when he got there, it had morphed back into a no, dog. It was gone. Scares you a little no, bit. No, no, it, it was there. He shot it. He he hit it, but when he got there, it had already morphed back into a dog. It's really scary when there's a lot of fields around too. <laughs> exactly. I would imagine that that shows a little more. Um, palatable when you are in the middle of nowhere like on a farm right that just stuff is hiding in the bushes as opposed to if you grow up in arcadia california there's not a lot of bigfoot woods that are that are lurking around out there out they used to play this they used to play this song a ton at the clubs a ton at the clubs it's a club banger trap i like the remix version a little bit better along the way am i I don't know it's just not as authentic Am I wrong? Could, could do, do you not, like, every time a call could go either way and it goes Duke's way, wrong to be thinking, oh, no, 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 they want Coach K in the final, right? That's going to happen every time. I think that happens in sports more often than not, right? Like, when, you're, when, they, when you really want a matchup or you're like, oh, my gosh, how good would this be for TV? I don't fall into it too much. I think the Lakers get a lot of that. The Lakers, Taylor, this is a good example. The, remember when Lakers in the Western Conference Finals, Game 7 against the Sacramento Kings? I don't know how many times. I don't I know how many times. I remember. It, it's been brought up. Uh, hey, that game was rigged. Uh, that game was rigged. It's the referees. They want Lakers in the finals. I feel like that happens more for 
the Dukes of the world, the Lakers of the world, the Patriots of the world, the Yankees of the world, you feel it more. So I'm, I, I don't think it's going to be avoided. I see what you're saying. I get the setup that you're talking about. In a perfect world, if you told CBS, it, hey, you want Duke, North Carolina in the Final Four? <laughs> right. I know I'm going to be watching it. I'm just saying that UCLA, who plays Carolina today, Mm-hmm. They're going to need to win that game by, say, 16 or 18 points because if they let this thing come down to three or four and you can swing it one way or the other, I'm just saying that don't let it come down to that. Emily, you're the college basketball person on this show. You are an ACC She loves person. Duke. She what? loves <laughs> Coach fan. K. Am I, am I totally off base here? I mean, as an ACC college basketball person that is a non-Dukey, I would imagine you have certain feelings for him. Yeah. What are you seeing? I do think that they uh... – you know, I, I wouldn't go right out and say rigged. I did like a lot of tweets Not that rigged, said it was rigged. Tilted, but I do tilted. think that the refs are maybe just in awe of Coach K and just will will tend to, if it's up in the air, they're going to go Duke's way. And I think that that is a... By the way, that happens with players too, right? Sure it does. Whether it's the Jordans, the LeBrons, the Kobe's, the Magic's, the... Of course that happens. I mean, when I say of course it happens as far as... Certain guys are going to get certain calls. Benefit of the Cer- doubt. They'll get the benefit of the doubt. Coach K is going to give them a, a, the rest a little talking to. After Why the game. do you they'll, love they'll Coach K? The- <laughs> Why do you love Coach K so much? Just answer that question for us. <laughs> I can't answer this question. I, I really silence. dislike Coach K. I had eight relatives that went to Duke. They rub it in my face whenever Duke wins. It's just, it's just his attitude when they he's a sore loser and i think any great winner is a sore loser but his sore losing just rubs me the wrong way let me quote the great um metaphysical thinker pete rose (laughs) you show me a good loser and i'll show you a loser right (laughs) that's that's a great quote and it's kind of exactly you show me somebody that's okay with losing i'm going to show you a loser here's the thing here's why they can do it okay here's here's the this is the brilliance of college basketball and really college football kind of falls into this category as well the officiating is so bad so often that when it gets even worse nobody really even notices right that the, the nba we, we can talk about miscall call here and there and it happens those guys that referee nba games are really damn good at it they're really good at it right they, they're pretty consistent they don't miss too many things they if they call it one way they're going to call it the same way down at the other end those college basketball referees are terrible Al. They're terrible. They they got Chet Holmgren out of that game last night because they were ticky-tack little calls. They're awful, bro. You, they're, they're awful. So that's an and easy way in, to rig it, right? And they're inconsistent. And you have no – there is no, like, flow to the game by any stretch. They're awful. They're awful. By the way, just follow Twitter during these college games. Half of the tweets are not about the games. They're about the referees. It's pretty bad. Go, Duke. I, I, I just like to see the guy that finally gets <laughs> finally gets his at the end of a long, hard struggle – and nobody has had a longer, harder struggle than Mike Krzyzewski. All right, Doc Rivers is still in town. He's got a game against the Clippers tonight. And, uh, so he wants a little credit. He wants a little credit for what he did here in town. And I think he for wants blowing, it from you for specifically. For blowing 3-1 leads? Should we give credit for that? <laughs> Which one? There's more than one. You're going to have to be more specific. He's the only one with more than one. <laughs> he has more than two. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now, if your question that you're going to ask me at some point today is, hey, Trav, how many days in a row can you hit leftover tacos before it's like, okay, pump the brakes? Are we getting close? It, it was yesterday. It, it was yesterday. So we had it on Tuesday. Terrific. Had it for lunch on Wednesday. Really good. Had a little bit for dinner last night, and now I, I don't need a taco for at least a few days. And there's still enough food for like 12 people. So that's that's pretty exciting. If you saw the look on Taylor's face yesterday. I know. I feel terrible. When you spent most of, what day was that, Tuesday or something like that, where you were talking about, Wednesday. guys, yeah. I'm coming in, don't I worry. Pulling all the, listen, you had all the good intentions. <sighs> you just didn't execute, right? It's like you came to practice, but then game – game started and all of a sudden i, <laughs> I absolutely you did. choked but the look on taylor's <laughs> face like taylor's taylor was so disappointed <laughs> he really was so he was, was uh, a child said, that had been depending on his father so berg says hey where are the tacos and i had the look on my face and you're kind of like yeah whatever i you know i could take it or leave it and taylor's like w- you forgot like, yeah. it was the first time that Taylor had, like, you real disappointment. Me. In this. I did, and I feel terrible about it. I Taylor, I promise you I will come in on Monday if you would like me to. If you're comfortable with I didn't eat. I didn't eat breakfast. I had so much room in my stomach. I'm not up. kidding. I could see Taylor, and I'm not saying this just to say it. He seems like the guy that was, you yes, know, he's, I he know. trusts. God, making me feel terrible. No, I'm not trying to make you feel terrible. I'm trying to make you feel awful. He trusts. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> and he probably didn't bring anything for lunch, didn't leave the station till 2.30, and then he had to figure out lunch from there. Okay, I'm done with that. Well, I feel better. successful, Al. You did make me feel tolerable along the way. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. I don't know if my dad's listening right now, but, Dad, have your phone nearby. I'm going to call you in like 10 minutes. i got some questions about how to uh, attack the back of the yard with this new flood happening, so keep that phone uh, nearby. Doc Rivers. Uh, is back in town. He's taking on the, the Clippers tonight. We'll get to that in one sec, but I want to take a quick phone call here. Let's go to La Habra and Steve. Steve, you're on with Travis Lee. What's going on today? Hey, you mentioned uh, if there was a, a, a saint for plumbing. There actually is. It's St. Vincent Ferrer of Spain. Okay. I just want to let you know they celebrate them this, on April 5th, so in a couple weeks. April 5th, that's right. Celebrating them, so I strongly suggest on your way home, you go through San Juan Capistrano, go through a, <laughs> to a Catholic bookstore and get a big old saint of Vincent Ferrer and put it on your front yard. <laughs> Done. Um, are we sure that, that St. Vincent Ferrer is not uh, a, a prop of big plumbing, that they go, they sneak around Why, houses late at all, night? Let me tell you something. You questioning the saint yes. right after you've been told that there is a saint of no, plumbing. No, I believe that, he, that while, he's a guy. <laughs> while Emily is holding her hands together, and I'm doing the sign of the cross you've through our Zoom. You've got a rosary in your hands right now. Okay. <laughs> All this going on is not a good sign for you to question the faith of this saint that helps people out when there's plumbing situations. You're, you're, you're probably right. It, it's probably bad luck. And Saint uh, is it Vincent Ferrer? Saint Vincent Ferrer is. Uh, I'm, I apologize, sir. 
Um, please bring me good plumbing luck moving forward. Uh, whatever, if you need me to make a donation in the name of St. Vincent Ferrer, uh, I'm happy to. As long as it's less than my next plumbing repair, I'm happy to do it. Uh, we so because, by the way, because you just did that, you don't have to worry about whatever's happening outside. Don't change anything. Don't turn off the water. <laughs> don't call anybody. Water's you off. did your job. You can help the you did your job already. with tacos. <laughs> See, this has turned on me. I don't like this segment. I feel like this segment has gotten away from me. It's it's a bad deal. Let's talk about Doc Riversley. This is this is a bit of a change, of course, where I want to kind of chew on the NBA for a second, and you want to talk about my tacos and my plumbing. We we've kind of had a role reversal right here. I thought you were setting it up. I thought you were <laughs> no, going right I, into it. I, I thought you wanted to pile on me a little bit. No, I, I, I respect that you're ready to move on. And you know what? Maybe we were a little tough on you. I, I Now I've, now I'm starting to kind of feel bad here. Okay, so Doc uh, was in town. They played the Lakers the other night, beat the yep. Lakers. Uh, Clippers tonight. And there's peace in the Philadelphia Inquirer about his time with the Clippers. And he's very proud of his time with the Clippers. And he said, Listen, I was with that organization for seven years, but a lot happened in that seven years. I left the organization a place of destination. He went on to say, we were the laughingstock. No one wanted to play for the Clippers. We heard all of that. There was a free agent war versus the Lakers. Don't even try. That's something that I will always be proud of. Uh, the Clippers are now in the NBA, and I feel like I played a major part in that. Do- Doc's, Doc's complicated. I, I really, really like him. I, I find him to be a very admirable guy. I, I When I think of Doc Rivers, believe it or not, it has nothing to do with his playing career, and it has virtually nothing to do with his coaching career. My first thought when I think of Doc was the way that he led his team through the Donald Sterling um, tape, right? We, we know that uh, that's terrible, ugly, despicable things that Donald mm-hmm. Sterling said. The Clippers were on the verge of not – I mean, Ramona did a great podcast on this about how they were getting ready to not play. And they got together, and Doc was kind of the leader of the team at this point. And the way that he shepherded his team through that, I will always think of that. I, I was incredibly impressed by him. He did turn the Clippers into a destination. He did make take them, from, along with Chris Paul and, and obviously Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, and some others. But the Clippers were the laughing stock, and they became a functioning organization under the stewardship of Doc Rivers. I think he's exactly right. Even though he has had some really bumpy coaching stuff, I think he's on to something. Uh, you know, when he says he left it a place of destination, I, I think sometimes I think it's better to let other people compliment you than you kind of go out of your way to compliment yourself. Let me use Doc as an example here. Uh, why are the Clippers good today? They're good because Donald Sterling is not there anymore. They're good because they do have an owner that is willing to do whatever it takes to win. That's the key. That's Let, let me tell you, that's the foundational piece right there. You got rid of an owner that literally was in his best interest from a financial perspective, from a business perspective. If we don't compete, this is actually good for me. And those teams like the Lakers and everyone else who's spending over the luxury tax, there's money that comes back to them. It's it's dispersed amongst the owners. This is back in the days the way it was structured. The moment Donald Sterling left is the reason why the Los Angeles Clippers now have an opportunity. Now, let me let me let me say this. If I told you the reign of Doc Rivers with the Clippers, how would you describe it? I don't know what your description is. Mine is they underachieved. They had a team that should have been competing for a championship. The furthest Doc Rivers got with the Clippers, Trav, was the second round. He is known for, um, he is known for at least from a, uh, a coaching perspective, he's known for being the only coach to blow a 3-1 lead 
three times. And his last stint with the Clippers, remember, is the game against or the, the series against Denver Nuggets. He blew a 16-point lead, a 19-point lead, and a 12-point lead in games 5, 6, and 7. And, oh, by the way, I know this doesn't count, and I don't even have to talk about his time with the Sixers. I actually look at his time with the, with the Clippers as they were an underachieving team. So he can give himself as many compliments as he wants. I think he should. I think he did some great stuff there. But I don't know this whole I left the organization a place of destination. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't personally buy that. Every one of those things you said is true, and every one of those things you're talking about is a basketball thing. I, what, what I think he's talking about and what I'm giving him credit for is a cultural thing. That turnaround that you're talking about when Donald Sterling left, you're you're right. When they got him out, they did go to another level. You're 100. That was the right. biggest. That was the biggest thing that needed to. But change. it had already started to happen before he was out. Al, that Doc Rivers was still there when Donald Sterling was there. Doc Rivers was there when Chris Paul and Blake Griffin and Donald Sterling were still there, and they had turned that corner. They weren't winning a bunch of games and playoff series and championships. That's not. But that went from even with Donald Sterling. Now. It, you're right. It accelerated after Donald Sterling left, for sure. Steve Ballmer, Donald Sterling, it's not It's not even worthy of conversation, of course. What year did Ballmer take over, 2015? I honestly can't tell you off the top of my head. But it had started to turn on. And what Doc did was, even with Donald Sterling being a despicable guy, a, a reprehensible owner, a guy that was in it strictly for the dollars and cents, strictly for the – Ability to say, I own these players, and we know yep. what he meant by that, right? We, we get Donald Sterling's absolute disgusting pathology. But Doc started to turn it before that. I'm not arguing any of the coaching stuff you said. You're exactly right. His, his blowing three 3-1 leads is a really ugly check mark on his resume. But to take a team that not only was the worst team in the NBA, the worst destination in the NBA, it's the worst destination in sports, and to make it function, I think he's exactly right. Listen, I'm not I don't want to I'm not trying to take credit away from Doc Rivers, but 2014 was when is when Steve Ballmer took over. I'm not saying he he doesn't deserve some kind of credit, but it's not like let's not make it sound like the Clippers went out and won a couple of championships and they have had they've had no success since he left. Like I don't want to make it sound like that either. I I when I think of the Clippers that time with Chris Paul and Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan and J.J. Redick and Jamal Crawford, go down the list, they were underachievers. That's that's how I, I look at the Clippers team. I know. Listen, we all know what the Clippers have been. Clippers over the last, under Donald Sterling, they were arguably the worst run franchise in the history of sports yep. in that span. They were the laughing stock. Give Doc Rivers his credit, but I don't want to also blow it out of proportion that the Clippers are where they are today because of Doc Rivers. The, I think it's true. I really do. That this was a team that was no, I think dog, too much credit. dog meat for 40 years, and he shows up and they turn fu- and they, they function immediately. Why are they still That's functioning without him? But why are because they still functioning without him? Because he changed the culture, him? and the owner changed. But he so, did it with the bad owner. So, so you're saying that Doc Rivers, where the Clippers sit today, is because of Doc Rivers? In part, yes, absolutely. That, that yeah, we I, saw I don't other guys go through there. A million, good coaches, by the way. Bill Fitch was mm-hmm. a good coach. We've seen good coaches go through there. Mike Dunleavy, good coach. They couldn't get Jack Squat done there. I and think you did. could give him. I think you could give him credit for some of what's happened with the culture of the Clippers. But I, I wouldn't go out of my way and say, "Hey, that's a," because I, I think it's for me. It's because they've 
they're continuing to have a good culture, a good functioning culture. But you have to start left. somewhere, and it wasn't there from before. It, it was nowhere. It's 40 years of losing, and he shows up and they win right away? That's nothing? The, I don't know. I, again, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to I'm not gonna say that it's not nothing. No, but what you're saying I don't is give him you too hate much credit. Doc Rivers. I don't want to give him too much credit. You hate Doc. I got it. Loud and clear to you. Alan Sliwa hates Doc Rivers. Put it on a, uh, a headline. I love Duke. I love Duke. <laughs> there you go. Huge right. Duke guy. Speaking of the Clips, the Lakers and the Clips, uh, we may kind of quasi get what Clipper fans have been looking for for a very long time, uh, just a few weeks. That's coming up. But before that, it's Ask Slee next on Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So you know how this works, Al. Usually at this point I'll say, do you want to start on the phone, which we could. We could start on Twitter, which we could. But this is a little bit of a different situation. We're going to start on the Hinge app because that's where the uh, listener recognized Emily, and he has hit her with an Ask Slee via okay. Hinge. So yep. uh, I'll put on his voice for him, so I'll pretend what he says. Uh, this is from Andrew. No last name, no uh, Twitter, but Andrew says. What's his social? Uh, I, I haven't I haven't perused yet. Uh, I can't because okay. I don't have social media right now. So anyway, so uh, he says, here it is. When Sliwa finishes getting ready in the morning, does he look at himself in the mirror and give himself a wink and a finger gun and say, it's Sliwa's time to shine today? Hashtag ask Slee. <laughs> Sliwa's time to shine. Just like that. That's exactly how I do it, Trav. Let me tell you what I do in the morning, guys. Um, I teeth. get up. If it's, yeah, first thing I do is I brush my teeth. Uh, sometimes I'll take a shower right out the gate. Maybe I'll take it after our prep call. And I don't think I ever look at myself in the mirror. I don't think we ever make eye contact. And I continue about my day with my head down. <laughs> you have you got the part where you cover all the mirrors in your house with black sheets. So you, don't, right. so you might not actually catch a glimpse of yourself along the way. When I was in high school, uh, the baseball locker room had this big mirror in it, right? And... For whatever reason, there was only one guy left behind in the locker room as we were getting ready to go out for a game, and I had to run back into the locker room to get something. And a buddy of mine on the team was literally standing in front of the mirror, putting his uniform on, and he goes, looking good. And he finger-gunned himself in the mirror. To this day, I still bust his chops about it because he he thought he was alone. He did not know someone else was in the room. Listen to me. I know there are people out there, and this is a good thing, right? Like those positive affirmations. You wake up and you tell yourself, hey, I'm going to have a good day. (laughs) And whatever it is, you're looking in the mirror. Everything you're talking about is positive. And I believe it. People who are – they're religious about how, hey, if you have that mindset and perspective, it will come to fruition. I just don't think I do that in the morning. I look in the mirror and I sigh. I go (laughs) – And then we get on with our day. Here we go. Here we go. Which do you think, uh, 17-year-old Travis, there's two routes to choose right here. Yep. Let let the guy have his moment, keep it to yourself, and don't say anything, or run back to the dugout as fast as you can and tell everyone else on the team. Oh, 100%. (laughs) 
leave the guy alone, <laughs> let him have his moment. You know what? Uh-huh. He is the man. Make him feel that way. I'm sure I you were very considerate. Said, By the way, why 17? Do it. You do it right now with this. <laughs> I'm just saying that it hasn't you would really. Run to the off. living room. Hun, hun. <laughs> Should have seen what Sliwa was doing in the mirror today. He's pointing at himself, telling him he looked good. This guy's out of his mind. He's probably like, just go finish the carne asada <laughs> that's in the fridge, please. <laughs> yeah, There's too much right. in there. Next, Ask Slee via the phones. Jason in Downey. Hashtag Ask Slee. Jason, what's up? Hey, salutations to everyone there. My hashtag Ashley for today is Alan Sliwa. You realize you are out of weed, and you look up, and two joints magically appear: one from Cody Bellinger and one from J.R. Smith. Whose are you taking, and why? Have a great day, guys. Thank you, Jason. J.R. Smith or Cody Bellinger? Yep. I'm gonna go Cody, and I'll tell you why. I got a feeling J.R. Smith's weed is gonna be. So what do we have here? We have um, the different strains. It's sativa, sativa indica, and there's and indica. Yeah. I have a feeling indica is going to be more Bellinger. I think uh, sativa uh, is going to yeah. be more more J.R. Smith, right? Like you. up, let's you. go out, let's go do this. I think Bellinger is going to be more chill. So, I mean, preferably hybrid if I could pick between the two. But I think I'm going to go more Bellinger because – he looks like somebody that would probably smoke, sit in front of a TV, have a beer, and just kind of chill. And I think that's going to be more me than going out like J.R. Smith's going to do. That's go. some analysis right there. I got nothing. Well done, Slee. That's, uh, that's a good answer. Braden Dalton. On top of that. No, okay. <laughs> Braden Dalton. New name. Welcome, Braden. Hypothetically, Slee and Woj are in line together for a roller coaster. Slee is next in line, but there's only one seat left in the front row. Does Slee give up a spot and let Woj go, or does he say, sorry, I waited too, and make Woj sit in the back? Let me be very clear how this scenario would play out, okay? I would say nothing. I'd have both my hands up. I'd kind of point Woj, that's your seat. This is your seat. I'd ask him, can I get you a cup of water if I have to leave the ride because Woj is hungry or he wants some peanuts or he wants you know some kind of snack somewhere else whatever Woj needs Woj gets as long as I can help Travis <laughs> yeah, it's Woj bro I look I'm not here to judge I knew that's how it would go I, I can respect it uh back to the phones let's go to Oxnard and Brian hashtag ask Slee what's up Brian hey what's up Travis Slee um so I have a little question here it's a ask Slee maybe even a ask Trav and maybe even a factor cap here so we're going to combine all that together so Factor Cap, does Chris Morales of ESPN Radio remind you in some sort of way of Danny DeVito from the movie Matilda? <laughs> okay, Emily's laughing. I, I I I have not seen Matilda, so I can't really oh, speak I'm to it. I'm looking up right now. Do, do you know the movie, Slee? Oh, man. Emily, I you're need... laughing. You obviously know the movie. Why don't you go first? Yeah, um, okay, so definitely taller. <laughs> That's one for thing because Danny DeVito is a, a short guy, uh, but I I feel like at times the energy uh, at times the energy matches. That's I think bad. that the the clothing yeah, is is uh is Chris Morales has better clothing. I'll just say that. Well, Chris Morales' clothing it stops from about his what would you say his chest up the the clo- <laughs> the buttons just stop he, he, right there. I, I think he prefers what we call an open collar. Yep, but it's like almost the belly collar. button. It's like the, the it's Slow. the button above the belly button and is where he's like, all right, let me just let me let me get some air from here. And to Chris's uh like 
like in Chris's corner, he has more hair than this Danny DeVito character. At least that's well, DeVito's <laughs> got a he's got a cap on the entire time. Because yeah, he combs this, it over, and then it's yeah, it's I'm a whole. Google thing. imaging searching Danny DeVito from Matilda, and all I'm seeing is a guy in like a yellow tie and a yellow jacket. I'm yeah, that's getting, what I'm, I'm seeing too. I'm not getting a ton of Chris Morales vibes, but Emily, that you started laughing leads me to believe that uh, Brian was onto something. Yeah, a little bit. It's more just because I love that movie, and that character is ridiculous. And sometimes I just feel like uh, Chris sometimes walks out of a fictional uh, movie. He just <laughs> he puts on his bits really well. Absolutely, Morales right. making the uh, cut here on S. It was. We might have to do an Ask Morales one of these days. Oh, okay. Hold we want to know? Hold on a second. How in the world have we not done that yet? Yeah, that's that's not a... That is the, okay. that is the can, biggest can I throw this out there? in the can history I, of mankind. That is, let me, of let me throw this out there. That. When did you do? You did Taylor. It was a Thursday at a couple like weeks ago, maybe? 12, or 15 or something, yeah. right? Yeah. Thursday should be a random one. We should do a Thursday one at noonish, twelve fifteen or something like that. And it's a random one. We pick Done. whoever. Maybe one day it's Morales. One day it's Emily. One day, I mean, we'll figure out who it is. Ask Berg. Ask Amanda. Ask Kate. Ask Morales. We can just keep kicking it around the building. It's, Put that uh, in my good idea fan, folder. Absolutely, it goes straight in the good idea folder. John says, "What is the superior salad? You're going on a pasto, wedge, Caesar, Greek, Cobb, Asian chicken, or something really exotic?" Because Please advise, I'm a salad guy. So what is the top salad, Al? I had a salad yesterday. Okay. Yeah, remember, okay, I took a picture. You took a picture. You went to San Diego State yesterday. I did. You took a picture of the bridge. I Go took a picture guys. of the buck. <laughs> we're we're going to get to that. <laughs> took a picture of the buck in here. What time was it? Like 4.30, was It was before 5. I know that. Okay. Not exciting, let me say, because I gave up liquor for Lent. But yeah. right next to the buck is that spot I've told you about, Sierra Madre, called yes. Lemon Zest. Yes. And they, un, I mean, I don't know how to describe Their Middle Eastern food's amazing. And you can get the Greek salad comes with it. Now, you get you can pick from different salads. I think the Greek salad is an underrated salad that people don't talk enough about. It was fantastic. I'm going to go Greek salad. That's the right answer. The Greek salad is amazing. It, because it has all of the – it's it's salty, Olives, it's tangy, cheese, feta cheese, tomatoes, red onion. Red onion. <laughs> yeah, you put a lot – you can get – sometimes, you know what, you, when you're they're going really fancy, out, you know what they'll mm. throw in there occasionally? Not typically classic. Like, we listed all the classic ingredients. Pepperoncinis. Pepperoncinis. A little artichoke in there is not the end of the world. Throw a yeah. little bit of that. I mean, it's it's a pretty good way to get it going. One more asks Lee here before we head out the door. Uh, this is great. Disc writes – you have to either work for your in-laws or live with your parents. Choose one. <laughs> Those are a couple of tough options, by the way. I'd say work for your in-laws. Because? you got to have your space when you're done. You know what I mean? Like, you just got to, when the show's over. And by the way, working, you could figure out ways. I don't work from home. Just, you know, you kind of maneuver a little bit here. You can't go back to the pad and it's like, you know, you're home every single day back at your parents. Yeah, I, I would work for the in-laws. No question about it. Be, yeah. Look, I, I have a very healthy relationship with my parents. I love my parents very much. I enjoy seeing them as often as I can. But the prospect of having to live with them at yeah, this point in my life on a regular basis, I don't feel like that's something that I'm really that interested in doing. I work just, you can kind of maneuver. I can, you know? I, I'll take a lot of lunch <laughs> meetings. A lot of lunch meetings outside of the office. All right. Uh, the Clippers and the Lakers – Maybe for the first time ever, might be in a game where the winner gets to keep going and the loser goes home. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.